Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, hi everybody. So welcome to Screen Heroes episode 106. I am Derek, one of your weekly hosts. I have my two other wonderful hosts with me, Ray. Hi. And Ryan. Hello. And we have returning guest, Jordan. I'm back again. And, uh... Can you explain why your two uh, seats are mixed up right now? Well, so, okay, so people consume this this show in different ways. If you're watching it, you'll notice that Ray and I are in different places. If you're listening, perhaps the audio sounds like we're in different spots. I have no idea. Um, well, no, we're not, like... Messing around. We, we have a routine and it's fine. Like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rachel's going to be thrown off her game the whole time. I'm like, no. I thought, honestly, that uh, Ray was not going to be able to join us this evening, so I set up the set in a slightly different manner, so that way uh, we only had three people, and that was going to have me in the middle with the computer, so after I wired everything, I found out Ray was going to join us, and so she's just going to take my spot so I don't have to rewire everything, and now you know. The more you know. Reading. Knowing is half the battle. All right, so to this week we are going to be talking about the best and our favorite robots, robots in movies and I guess kind of TV maybe slightly. Now this seems like maybe a... slightly. Are we changing it so there's no TV now? Well, originally it was just film. No, it wasn't. It never was. Well, just neither film. of you said anything when Look, I made a post that t- said just film. All right. <laughs> It was based on screen, from what All I remember. Right. That's so, going to throw me off, because I could have put a lot more on the list. All right. So, the original title was just Best Robots. And that is thanks to Ian, because a long time ago when we did Best Reboots, he prepped a list for Best Robots. And I thought it was hilarious and we should actually do the topic, because we do a lot of sci-fi stuff, robots create such a great ethical quandary here and there, whether or not, you know, they're beings that should be counted, or are they just servants, or whatever. Now, we often do film and TV, and sometimes video game crossovers, so it's just best robots. What? We could have done video games? Best robots. This is spiraling out of control. Androids. <laughs> androids. Alright, but no cyborgs or cybernetic beings that have biological functions. Or beings that What's just... the definition of biological functions? So, like if where, they you have need, like where you need human cyborg organs to stay or alive. seven of nine. Well, well, so... So cyborg... Borgs are cyborgs. Yes. Right? Uh, but you could argue that, for example, Robocop has to eat food to stay alive. Does he? Yeah, that's why he has all the baby food in the first movie. Oh, yeah. Right? So, uh, so Robocop does not count. He is more of a cyborg than he is a robot. What about Time Cop? <laughs> also, what does not count are machines that are really just vehicles that look like a humanoid thing, so like a Jaeger, Jaeger in Pacific Rim. The Megazord. It's being controlled. The Megazord. It's Daleks. The Daleks. The Daleks. Yeah. But if you can't have Daleks, could you consider Cybermen? Because technically it's a brain. But they stop eating. 
It's like, Wait, there is a there is a biological brain. There's a biological get, brain, but they you don't. You get assimilated. But yeah, they don't have to do anything. I don't think it's anything else. Once you become a Cyberman, you that's all you are. You basically but have a charge. That's about you, it. But you, there's a human brain in there. That's it. You lose sentience, though. Like, but what if you were to remove that human brain? That's never happened. Yeah, see, that's the question, right? If you remove the, the human or the biological, if you remove the biological from the technological, does it survive? The Borg do not. Seven of nine does not. That's why the she's The Cyberman does up. not continue on afterwards. So well, then that would be a cyborg. There's been parts... Cybernetic that, being of there, some kind. It can be broken apart. The arms themselves have been able to move on their self... That's true. In the Pandora episode, it actually did start to like Bender's its own. body, like how Bender can just kind of like yeah just, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Should we have a Doctor Who argument later? And yeah, we'll just put that off. All right. So let's talk about the most obvious. The let's most talk- obvious. Should yeah. we do some news first? Are we skipping that segment this week? Um, that's part of the most obvious, right? Oh, nailed it. Yeah, I, I completely missed it. Well, whatever. No, let's talk about news. Okay, Ryan, you want to tell us a bit about what's going on in the world of Shazam? Yeah, there's people finally leaking stuff off the set. Thank goodness. I know we talked about the one random shot that they had last week. And I said that I was pretty excited they'd probably release the full image, and they still haven't. Mm-hmm. Apparently they changed their plans on that whole deal, but... We did get a front shot that was leaked. So the lightning bolts. It's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, and I like it. It's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. He's yeah. just talking about <laughs> Levi's thighs. Yeah, those are pretty thick, too. So thick. So th- that was, that was uh, released, and it looks... I think the front angle was a little more flattering than the one we saw before, where you just saw like a bit of the cape, and like it looked like it had a weird gut and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today was leaked a video from the set... Um, I didn't see that. Okay, well, yeah, it was basically, it looked like he had just stopped a bus and was, like, waving the people out, and then he did, like, a a dance and, you know, like, an excitement dance, and it was really great, because you could, like, you could definitely see that this is supposed to be a 14-year-old, and if you could pick that up on, like, a video (laughs) of a set rather than, like, the movie, that's pretty, that's that's good. So yeah, like, the mannerisms and stuff, he, he was doing a great job, I think, and uh, it's very exciting. And seeing the suit in motion, it wasn't up close or anything, but seeing the suit in motion, it really, really looks like the comic books, and it's very exciting. Awesome. Well, that's so great. I'm excited about that. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, that's yeah. for sure. I'm looking forward to something official, a poster. <laughs> right. So the rumor now is that WonderCon is where they're going to reveal like a poster with the full uh, cool. suit, but... That's just a rumor, so who knows? I mean, the Han Solo movie might be starting a new precedent. It didn't give us posters or a trailer until, you know, four months out. And all the posters were ripoffs of Funk albums. That's true. Well, that that remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. I'm sure. Allegedly. I'm sure that's Um, a huge oversight. Yeah, yeah, well... I know you'll all be very excited to hear that Terminator 6 starts production this fall. I did read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. He said he great. would be back. And he's always back. He's always back. He's yeah. always back. So, yeah. Stanley is still battling pneumonia. He yeah. is. There's also a big okay. conspiracy theory that he's actually in serious trouble. His his handler that he's worked with for like 10 he years. fired his manager. He did not fire his manager. His people fired his manager, and this manager has been 
there's Jason David Frank and a yeah. bunch of other guests have said that this guy takes care of Stan and yeah, they he love does. each I've, other. I've met him. <laughs> and so the fact that he got fired is very is making people worried that yeah. somebody is trying to manipulate oh, wow. Stanley. Also, if you watch the video that TMZ released, no. it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like Stan talking to his uh, his fans, but it sound it almost sounds like a, go- a goodbye video. It's very different. The, the, he's released two videos in the past week, and the tone between the two videos is, ex- is extremely different. And yeah. there's a bunch of uh, people talking about starting a hashtag and like trying to get awareness out and trying to get a hold of Robert Downey Jr. or like other people involved, James Gunn, some of the people that are on social media a lot, and seeing if you know. Somebody that has a little more pull can figure something out. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. it sounds like a sad situation to me. His wife recently passed, and he's very vulnerable uh, right now. Um, you know, so if you have positive thoughts, however you celebrate your positive thoughts, put them out there and keep Stanley in your mind. Beyond the pneumonia, hopefully something can be figured out and that he's actually okay. It's kind of depressing. On that note, um, yeah, no, that's that's rough. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there, obviously. He's, he's in his, you know, mid-90s, I guess, now. So, um... Every year he crosses somebody's office Deadpool, so... That is true. He probably has for... I mean, when you yeah. get to be that age, it's just, you know, people expect things, and... Yeah. We're glad he's still with us, and hopefully we'll be for more time. All right. Well, um, on that on that positive note, um, Sorry. I can't okay. kill the mood we'll with that. We'll go back. It's so, okay. um, I saw an article today from Screen Rant that says that Tom Cruise has interest in playing Green Lantern. There's, I mean, so do I. But right, exactly. There's not <laughs> much not to that to except uh, DC has yes. interest in him doing it as well. Now, I don't know if this is like 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 or if this is like in love with each other. So I don't know how serious this is, but I just know that Tom Cruise does a certain kind of movie. He loves franchises. He likes to start off. He's not a pass the torch kind of guy. So you know, this is. If he signs on, this is a three to five movie deal, and that could be weird. So, I mean, (laughs) when it comes down to it, like Tom Cruise, don't, like Green Lantern, don't, it's just going to be a weird situation. I feel like both of them, both Cruise and DC, are grasping at straws with this. Like, I, with every step DC makes, I feel their desperation more and more to just have the same Marvel love and this just feels like it so mm-hmm. yeah i would be on board with tom cruise i'm just gonna go on the record no we've talked about this yeah. he had good reasonings behind it i i don't think that they would sign him on for a three to f- i mean i know that that is the that's what he likes yeah that that is I, what he likes i feel like if they were going to bring him on, if they were setting it up for a three to five movie deal, I would not like that. If it was so, right now, we really don't have any details, specifics as to what like the actual contract is all. Like we're talking about speculation. I'll tell you this: if he plays Alan Scott, that would be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that if he's coming on as a Green Lantern, then it should be. He's not a new Green Lantern. He's uh, yeah. he's just passing the torch on to a younger actor. And I. Something along those lines. I'd even be open to him playing Sinestro. I want to see him in prosthetics. He hasn't done, like, a full prosthetic 
character in a while. I mean, Les Grossman, of course, had a, a, a body too, but, yeah. and a bald cap, but yeah. I don't know. I think Sinestro could be cool. I think Alan Scott could be cool. If we're just saying like, and like you said earlier, Top Gun is Hal Jordan. Right. So, But you're right. Yeah. It was 30 years ago, but I think he could still do that role and still be the cocky you know, kind of, even if he's been a Green Lantern for 20 years or something like that, he could still be the couple If that's the way they go and they do Simon or they do Jessica Cruz instead as your main, I think that's skipping over a lot of good characters, but at the same time, Hal is kind of their mentor here and there. So. Yeah. And isn't the Green Lantern uh, movie Green Lantern Corps? Yeah, it's so. the Green Lantern Corps. So it's it's believed to be a Jordan Stewart film. Yes. And I'd love that. Um, I think doing Simon Boz and Jessica Cruz would, would be really cool. But right, they have good stories. super risky from a production standpoint. Not that they, they won't do anything risky. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, unless you really read DC Comics, you have no idea who they are. And if you don't already know who they are and you find out who they are through some opinion article on some website, you're probably not going to be super thrilled with either of them. Headlining a Green Lantern movie? Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, they they share a lantern battery. They don't even have their own. Um, she, She comes from, like, a almost villain background. Yeah. So, well... He and does too. Simon, Simon, yeah, Simon was a was was a criminal. Simon was uh, kick ass, right? Like, this is where he got his costume from. He's the guy that wears the kick ass mask, right? <laughs> he does wear a mask. That's yeah. true. Uh, okay. But he had like a gun for um, a good chunk of the run. I think he got rid of the gun funny. now. But I'm just saying, like, they're very, they're much more flawed lanterns yeah. than the main ones, right? Like Hal Jordan, of course, has some issues. I'm pretty sure guy is flawed. <laughs> But they're not portrayed that way. Guy is the police officer hero who's a hothead, right? They're they're all like these amazing people who just they're, have they're their police officer thing. tropes that we've seen in movies right. for years, right? Like that's the thing. They all have their their little thing that yeah. you know makes them. Who's you know, the donut eating one? Who's the comedy relief? Who's the clock Kilowog. Kilowog. He loves donuts. Little known fact. All I mean, right, probably. let's talk about robots <laughs> versus wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So robots. Um, do you guys want to start? Well, let's start with the droids from Star right. Wars. I feel like let's just get them out of the way. There's a lot of them. Well, there are two from the old trilogy as well as the prequel trilogy, and then Rogue One and Force Awakens. There's more. Right. I mean, there's Gonk. And then... I had IG-88 on my list. <laughs> well, of One of the two bounty hunter droids you see in the scene with Darth Vader. How cool is that? Freaking droid bounty hunters? You're totally right. That pan from left to right, he was fantastic. He was awesome looking. Like, Love he had that. a stovepipe head and like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm so glad cool. I got a pop of him. Right? <laughs> to tell my kids about someday. Hey. He, he should have had more. More to do. He should have been Boba Fett. Boba Fett's not that cool. That's right. I am. Maybe We're a droid bounty hunter is way cooler than this random. Maybe dude. when Boba Fett gets out of the Sarlacc pit, he goes and finds the droid, and they team up. Well, see, yeah. I don't believe Lethal a weapon. droid can get out of a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> True. You're never going to tell me that this dude with a jetpack like saved himself from this toothy vagina. Like it's not. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> That's our clip, by the way. So, of course, there are lots of droids in Star Wars. You've got nine films. You've got the two cartoons. 
Um, obviously, R2 and 3PL, you've got K2SO and BB-8 now. Um, I mean, R2-D2 for me is the big one, yeah. right? Like, C-3PO is fine, but R2-D2 <laughs> was the one that had the interaction with Yoda right away, and Yoda's my favorite character, and I loved that little interaction. They had with Yoda's beating him with a stick mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, he and, yeah, he got some weird stuff happening in the prequels and things like that. But he can fly! He was, he was, I think, everybody's favorite. C-3PO is fine, but R2-D2 yeah. is what everybody liked, and even BB-8 is trying to be the new generation Oh, he totally is. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I, you know, I would put R two D two at the top for me as far as Star Wars droids for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there for basically all those exact same reasons. I mean, three PO one, right? No, the other one's great. (laughs) Okay, Uh, the other one's great. I mean, three PO has a lot of comic relief. That he's great because he doesn't pick up social cues. <laughs> that makes him, yeah. That gives him the the like, humor exactly. Side. It, that's why I always kind of loved him because I wish I could ignore social cues and just oh, be you like, can stop making out. We need to go. <laughs> but the you know part of the my, my problem with R two <laughs> is people can inconsistently understand him. Yeah, that, but that's really a problem across all of Star Wars. It, it's a problem all sci fi right, whatever. There's like. True. Other languages, but... Oscar Isaac confirmed that BB-8 was Jewish at the Oscars. He did. He said that BB-8 speaks Yiddish. He did. So, wait, he's Jewish (laughs) in, like, race or, like, religion? Well, there's not a race. Like, Judaism is not a race. It's a culture. It's an ethnicity. An ethnicity. What is it? Ethnicity? So, wait, is is BB-8... Jewish, yes. or yeah. go to his bar mitzvah. <laughs> so, yes. so this is where I'm confused. So like, you know, Isaac's is Poe. D- d- is BB-8 an actor? <laughs> and is the actor Jewish or the character? No, the, the droid. <laughs> the droid. Clearly. Um, anyway, they um, get freedom of religion too. Yeah, and culture. I guess. I don't know. It's I thought K2SO confusing. was a fun addition because it meant that the droids could have like. A more varied personality, you know? It it didn't have to be just a, yes, sir. It was, K2SO was kind of an ass. He was C-3PO, but he was an ass. He was a weird one for me because it's happening at the same time as the prequels when we meet him, but then he's way more advanced than anything else well, we see in the original trilogy. That's a ridiculous oh. design flaw. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and Alan Tudyk, like, he's... He's great, but I yeah. think he will give K2SO a little more credit because it's uh, an actor that we all that love. That's exactly why I love him. I mean, I'm sure that's not the only reason, but that is certainly worth. Well, something. no, like K2SO is definitely more important to me than Hey Hey from Moana. But even though they're both voiced by Alan Tudyk, yeah. voiced but Hey Hey was voiced by Alan Tudyk. And he went to Juilliard. <laughs> he did. I love that meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was just a fun addition to the droids. I like that. You know, we get a stereotypical droid addition in each new movie, but they're all, you know, they're trying to make them different, at least. That's my point. He was a fun addition to the droids. Yeah. Jordan, how about you? You, you like Star, Star Wars? Wars? I've never been a big fan, so unfortunately. Of Star Wars? I'm, this is the wrong podcast for you, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, it's one of those shows that was, it was just kind of shoved down my throat as a kid, and I got tired of it real mm-hmm. quickly. And I, I have a best friend. He can name all the actors who played stormtroopers and stuff like that, and name the puppeteers for all the different things. And I'm like, yeah, Ryan is right there. Yeah, I'm right here. You don't name. have to talk to me like that. 
So but it was just one of those things. It's like I couldn't get into it because I had it just. Love this, love this. I'm like, I don't know. Before we give up on Star Wars, I do want to mention, Rachel said something about video games at the beginning, so I'm just going to throw out HK47, and if you play Knights of the Old Republic, he is a uh, assassin droid that basically has this huge disdain for all humans, and refers to them as meat bags and meat sacks, and just <laughs> like, he's, he's one of the greatest video game uh, characters, period, let alone a droid, but he's, he's cool. awesome, so if you ever get a chance, check out those games, yeah. I would, I, I would love to see something of his ilk in the movies. That would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. We haven't actually seen a droid in Star Wars that hated humans. And they have every reason to hate humans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be an interesting uh, interesting thing. I think we're a little too far along now to do that in the actual main storyline. They should have done it in the prequels, Maybe there'll be, be one in Solo. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> sure. Hopefully they, it kills the, character, the actor playing Han. They could have easily done that with Grievous. You know, they they could have, yeah. They could have added another depth that he just hated humans. Right. Nope. Nope. Well, they were Gre- like, four R's! Grievous is only kind of a droid, though, too. Yeah, he has a weird human heart. Yeah. Uh, but he can't use the Force. Yeah. He's an odd character. Yeah. He was anyway. cool, though. Like, I, I actually like Grievous some. I mean, he was... It's a cool fight lightsabers. scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's neat. It was a cool fight scene. Um, all right, well, then let's move on to another franchise that we can kind of knock out of the way really quick, and that is... Transformers. So the Autobots, the Decepticons, Optimus Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee. Not a fan till Beast Wars, so I'm just gonna step wow. out. <laughs> uh, my favorite boy is Optimus Prime. I guess I'm the boring guy in that way. I tend to gravitate towards leader characters for some reason, and Optimus he's Prime. the hero. Yeah, he's he's always the greatest. He had the coolest voice, and yeah, had, yeah I, I, Optimus Prime was always the one for me. Ironhide. Ironhide. Derek and I are going to name our first child Starscream Mayor. That's so, true. Yeah, exactly about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've oh, always yeah. loved Transformers. Okay. The, the cartoons, you know, the original movie um, in, in 1987 is great, where you've got, you know, Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime, and that's really cool, and Megatron becomes Galvatron, and Leonard Nimoy gets to voice him. I'm not yeah, biased right. about that at all. No. Um, <laughs> the whole thing was a lead-up just so there. It's just that so I can plug that. Um, how so long I, did we make it in before we mentioned it? Uh, 22 minutes. Nice. We haven't even talked about data yet. That's right. Not yet. Not yet. No, um, that'll be the next 20 minutes. <laughs> no. No, but I'm a huge Transformers fan, and I think yes, Optimus Prime are. is the pinnacle of the Transformers. He's the leader of the Autobots. He's what everybody wanted to be, you know, he's, yeah. Well, he was a he good, was good ruler. He was benevolent. Yeah. He was kind. He was, um, I guess, admirable, like... He, I didn't even really like semis that much, but yeah, the coolest <laughs> semi yeah. that he transformed yeah. into. No, I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, the other cars were much cooler. There was, I mean, every almost every other car was much cooler. I mean, RC was like this really cool motorbike. Yeah, Bumblebee was a Volkswagen Bug, which was pretty cool I, back. I, I you know, back in the '80s and '70s, those were cool. Because he is not a bug anymore. No, Everything's a Camaro. They there's, changed his entire character. Well, there's a very specific reason for that, actually. Volkswagen doesn't want their cars in movies with excessive violence, so they actually said no. And then the production company had to come up with something else, and Chevy was like, we'll do it, we love violence. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we want you to use our car. <laughs> yeah, they want you to yeah. use the car. That was the year the Camaro launched, I think, the new, the, the new Camaro, and yep. so that was a big thing for them. Uh, Bruce Wayne 25 in chat always, uh, says that Optimus Prime has always been his favorite since he was a kid. And I mean, same with good toys. Yeah. Good toys. Good taste. Both. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Take either one. 
Um, all right, so that's Transformers. Let's talk Terminator. Da, 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 da. The Terminators are robots. We're just knocking out basically my entire list before we even actually. <laughs> well, I wanted I wanted to go over ones where there's multiples before we move on to like now, individual. Yeah, but does anybody like the T1000? I mean, come on, I'm he's an a, amazing villain. It's I'm cool, a big but... believer that Kristana Loken's the best Terminator. <laughs> I'm sorry. You couldn't even say it with a straight face. I just like that movie was fun. It was not a good movie. It was no. fun to watch a female villain. There's not a lot of those unless you're talking Disney movies. So that was cool. That was cool. I had fun watching that. The movie was paid for by somebody else, so it's fine, you know? I but like Terminator like, 3. I like that Skynet wins. Yeah. That's, like, you never see dystopian... Well, nobody wants to see how the dystopia happens. You just already see You're it. already there. But the <laughs> fact that they win, this entire time, John Connor's running around, and he's like, I'm going to stop them. And then he gets to his bunker and nuclear war. Like, that was great. No, I'm totally with you. I think the biggest mistake that movie made was the fact that they tried to make it PG-13, so that way um, you know, they could get in a, a, a bigger crowd. And, I mean, maybe that worked. I don't really remember the box office numbers, but... If you're not going to make the toys, who cares? Well, of course they make the toys. There's always been Terminator toys. So let's, uh, let's, I have Terminator 2 toys. Let's talk about <laughs> Arnold. I mean... The T-800, come on. It's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It the, really is. He was a villain turned good guy who sacrifices himself and... Still manages to find out himself through all these different movies, even though he's an outdated model that nobody really uses anymore. He's still in every movie. He's always the underdog. Yeah. You know, other than the first movie. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I love that. He's, it's, it was the role that Schwarzenegger was born to play, and I, I don't know. I don't know. That. Have you ever seen Hercules in New York? Or Junior. It was the role, it was the role Schwarzenegger was born to play. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten um, Cop. Yeah, I think you're wrong, Derek. I, I think I'm very right. <laughs> we literally just shut you down. Look, I love Schwarzenegger, and I will watch Kindergarten Cop and Junior and Twins and Expendables. Jingle All the Way. I love Jingle All the Way. Uh, yeah, Probably my second favorite Christmas movie. Uh-huh. So, I like Schwarzenegger's <laughs> other roles. This was meant for him. And he's still doing it. I mean, they're going to start yeah. production on Terminator 6 this fall. We were talking about it before the show kicked off. Or in the beginning of the show. No, it was we actually after it. the show. It was after the it show. Off. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually about 20 minutes ago. Oh, okay. But the time sure does fly. There's roughly four, like, between the entire series. Four. Or five. I guess that poor... What? Five <laughs> different Terminators? Like, oh, individual yeah, Terminators? I don't know the individual models because I haven't seen every film. I'm sorry. But there's the T-800, the T-1000, whoever Cristiano Loco, <laughs> Loken is, uh, Summer Glau, and then the new one that's half human and half Terminator in, in Salvation. Right? Yeah, that's about right. Thank you. Like, Okay. Um, so, there's probably some I mean, the one from reference. Salvation, right. he's a different model. The one in Salvation? Well, obviously. He's a different Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a different model. Yeah, I think there's like there's like a T850 or something like that. There's like half models that are you know not really that different, but they call them something different. I don't know. I will say one of my favorite um, things as a kid was when we got a computer, our first Windows computer is Windows 3.1, and we had a Terminator screensaver pack. And one, um, one of them was your icons would morph into T-1000 and walk off the screen. <laughs> I love that. I always thought that was so cool. So I went to go see... The <laughs> Thanks fa- for sharing. Uh, You're the, welcome. The faculty in theaters. 
and Robert Patrick is in it. Oh. I, I hadn't seen T2. And somebody in the first, like, 30 seconds yells, That's the Terminator! You guys are falling! (laughs) (laughs) So, knew he was the bad guy from the beginning. Yeah, there's a little bit of that sometimes. (laughs) So, alright, well those are the big three franchises. So now we're going to move on to individual characters who may be the only robot in their movie. And we're going to go one by one. And we're all going to talk about different robots and contribute to each other. So... Jordan, you've been kind of quiet on the Terminator front. Do you want to start us off? Sure. I'll go with my one of my favorites from my childhood. I'll go with the Iron Giant. Yes. Great choice. He was just, um, didn't know what was happening, came from space, befriended a kid, stole our hearts. <laughs> I mean... Save the world. If that's not a great story, I don't know what it is. Brad Bird did an excellent job with that film. I like to think it's Vin Diesel's best role, <laughs> but... You know. it was Have you seen the pacifier? <laughs> <laughs> That's our next topic, by the way. Is the just, we're doing the pacifier. The pacifier. Yeah. I'm good. I'm in. Oh, All the, I like Vin Diesel. <laughs> All right. He's got good movies. You got Chronicles of Riddick. That is not a good movie. Well, Pitch Black okay. is Pitch, a good Pitch movie. Black. I meant the, the franchise. The franchise Chronicles of Riddick is four films. Yeah. Not just one. All right, all right. So we're talking about Iron Giant. All right, Iron Giant. Great it, is. it is wonderful. You're absolutely correct. He did steal our hearts. And just he even figured out later he was the weapon. And he's like, nope, I don't want to be this. I want to be something totally different. And yeah, that's just that's one of my favorite one. Even my top movies from my childhood. Not just favorite robot. One of my top movies from my childhood. I'm convinced that Blizzard kind of borrowed the origin story of Iron Giant for Bastion in, in Overwatch. That's probably right. So, if you've watched the introduction for Bastion. It's a very influential film, and Brad Bird is known for his original work. Like, he's the only man to make a good Fantastic Four film, so... The oh, The Incredibles. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Yeah, Iron Giant, If I haven't seen it in so long, so right. it's very tough for me to say much about it. I know that he's in Ready Player One, which comes out in a few weeks, I think, uh, so if you want to see more of that, I don't know how much of it. He has a big enough role that they made a pop vinyl as labeled Ready Player One. So, Bought it. Yeah. So, uh, I have a hunch, but I don't want to spoil yeah, anything for anybody. anybody. I haven't read the book, so... Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, he, I'm sure he's great. Everybody gushes about the movie. I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I really don't remember much about it, but I remember it had a sad ending and that's really It's an emotional cartoon. Yeah. It's got a solid cast. Harry Connick Jr. and Jennifer Aniston headline it. And if you were around in the nineties, you know, they were big names then. I mean, the only downside, the kid had the weirdest name I think I've ever heard in my life, though. Hogarth. Yeah. Hogarth. That was just the weirdest name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's sorry to anybody who watches that's named Hogarth. So, yeah, sorry about that, but it's like... But let us know if you were named after the character from Iron Giant. <laughs> that was kind of cool, but yeah, that one was just threw me off. Your next child should be named Hogarth. Hogarth, you go. She'll kill me. <laughs> Maybe All right, a name. Ryan... Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna knock out a big one, Johnny Five. Nice. From Short Circuit. If you were alive in the '80s, you loved Johnny Five, and you probably even liked him in the second movie. <laughs> uh, Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. Yeah. 
That was when he like, that just happened. had the gang. He had like the bandolier, the spike bandolier across his chest, and like the mohawk and everything. And it was all made out of computer parts and stuff. This is content you can only get here on street. Leaking battery on the street. You know, that's his blood. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Johnny Five is one of the iconic characters from the 80s. Uh, When you see the shirts with, like, outlines and stuff like that, Johnny Fives you can pick out immediately. And there's not a lot of characters you can just pick out their silhouette immediately. He's definitely one of them. The original short circuit was great. The second one is debatable, but it had some redeeming moments. The second one's one of those movies that, as a kid, you loved because you were a kid. Yeah. And then you grew up and realized, really, the first one's quite... It's like Gremlins. Yeah. Right? First one's really good, and the second one was really just made for, like... Yeah, you watch the second one and then you go, why is Hulk Hogan in this? And why is he breaking the fourth wall? (laughs) Yeah. No, I I felt the same way. I often wondered why Hulk Hogan was talking to me when I was a child. It's very weird. He's talking directly. Stop ripping your shirt off, too. I will say this, that I I honestly believe that by now we would be able to build our own robots that looked a lot like Johnny Five, and I'm really disappointed. Well, you can with a 3D printer. But I mean, like, with, like, metal You want a functional, functional one. Yeah. And actually, oh, like, no, laser people. I don't mean, like, as sophisticated and alive as the one in the movie. But it did, it did, I assumed as a kid that we'd be able to build those types of things by the time I was in my or 30s. Are, have you seen any of the Boston Dynamics videos? They're not far off. Yeah, but he I, means, like, in his own home. He yeah, wants he, wants, he wants his own robot. No, I want to be able to buy, no, to be able to buy a kit. making no, something for space. I want to be able to buy a kit. Online or in a store that I can build at home and make a Johnny Five and make a robot. Yeah, well, the non like right. sentient Johnny Fives were all like machines of war. I, I know. I don't want a war machine. Maybe okay. we should have done real robots and we could have just sat here and talked about like Teddy Ruxpin the whole time. <laughs> I had Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah. I might still have it. I had the Big Bird version. That, wow. Yeah, Big you bird. put a cassette in his butt and then he. Read you a story. That that's that's how it works in real life. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. All right, you're up. So that's Johnny. Oh, I'm up. You yeah. don't want to go? I'll go next. Okay. We going? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, you, you said we're going in order. Well, that, that you would be next if you were. Just talk. I will go. All right. So um, I'm going to go with um, a classic, and that is Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planets. One of the early science fiction films, way back in 1956, black oh and God. white. That was Bef- so long ago. Before Leslie Nielsen was a comedic actor, because right. he's, he's the star of this particular movie. Um, but, you know, it's a big, big robot. It's bigger than the people by, you know, a, a decent amount. It carries them at some point. And it's, you know, self-sustaining and it can talk. And, you know, just 10 years before Star Trek, right? Um, 21 years before Star Wars. And... Um, just definitely one of my my favorite movies and a really cool robot. I always wanted one of those too. Did you bring him? I did. The pops right mm. right down there. So nice. yeah, nice. just the epitome of classic science fiction. Yeah. Right, exactly what we thought things were going to look like in the future, and we didn't quite get They're accurate. It. <laughs> totally yeah, accurate. Totally accurate. <laughs> Anybody else from Midden Planet? Nobody. Mm. No, sorry, but it's a good. Yeah, I like the classics. way the robot looks. Yeah, I mean he's cool. Like I him. love the way he looks. He's looks great. He's like a big spaceman. So there you go, Robbie the robot, Forbidden Planet. Way to go! Yeah, gold star. Deep cuts here on screen heroes, <laughs> right? Alpha Five. Ay 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 ay! Power Rangers was a huge part of me growing up, and Alpha Five was always like this annoying slumber party mom in the group. He was always like. 
eat your vegetables. <laughs> Did he say that? No, oh, probably not. But he, he was just, though, like, Zordon gave the missions, and Alpha 5 was like, be careful, rangers. And, you know, like, he was adorable. He, he had no purpose other than to push buttons, because Zordon was a floating head that was filming somewhere else. And Alpha 5 was just, you know, he, he was their mascot. So, I always liked Alpha. He was kind of, I, I wanted an Alpha in my life. So Derek wanted a Johnny Five. You wanted an Alpha. Yeah, totally. Okay. I'll take an Alpha too. Did you not want a robot sidekick in it? I mean, point? I would have taken a Johnny Five if I had okay. it for a Fletcher Fletcher or a Terminator or a Terminator. <laughs> I was thinking with that the bounty hunter a robot. Riskier. Yeah, <laughs> I take a Terminator over the bounty hunter yeah. robot. At least yeah. I know I could take my robot. Like I'm gonna beat up Alpha Five if he turns on me. That's that's what I know. That is fair. That's yeah, fair. They went bad with Alpha. He might get a little annoying eventually. Like, where's the offspring? Yeah, like after two minutes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Which Terminator would you want? You just put a magnet on his head. <laughs> I mean, I would probably go with the traditional T-800, even though uh, I know it's not... Well, he wins, I guess, in the end, so... Um, I mean, he also dies a lot. Yeah, he sacrificing himself a lot, too, but, you know. Yeah. I, I really just... I just like, want Arnold to hang out with me all the time, basically. <laughs> Arnold, if you're watching. great... Like little theater, you as a little boy, and the T eight hundred sitting in a rocking chair in your bedroom. You just got done reading a story. You like curl up on his lap, and Arnold's just rocking. You <laughs> I'm okay with you. this. <laughs> it can't be worse than like the annoying kid in T two, you know. So oh god, so Edward want, Furlong. Yeah, Edward Furlong. Yeah. So you want all the skin and everything on your T eight hundred? Yeah, I'm not like going like full endo. <laughs> I'm just asking. No, come on. I can't take him out to parties and stuff. I can't, you know. Come on, just anyone to protect me. I had a rough childhood. Man. He can watch over you while you <laughs> sleep if you wake up. Such a loving family. I have a loving family, but in school. Oh, okay, that's not fair. school. Sucks. That's what I'm saying. If it's just the endoskeleton that watches over you while you sleep, if you wake up, you can just see the two beams of Stop red it. eyes. Okay, <laughs> Jordan, it's your turn. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna go with one of my favorites. Um, I'm gonna go with David from Artificial Intelligence, the little kid. Not, oh, AI. Not David from Alien Covenant. No, no, I was going with David from Artificial Intelligence. I think he's the first one I remember ever having like a kid robot and just trying something so innocent trying to find its purpose and self and that was a very touching movie too I have a lot of those on here because those are the ones that really resonated with me as a younger kid and like I said he was just he wanted to be a real boy he was you know his whole journey was trying to find the blue fairy so he could be real for his mom yeah and like I said, that's the first one I've ever seen where you have a robot trying to figure out from a kid's perspective the world. It was like out of all the adaptations and parables of Pinocchio, that was the only one that like emotionally touched me as a kid. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, definitely a good one. So I didn't really care for AI, but it always reminded me of a movie I did like as a kid, and that was the movie Daryl. Do you guys know Daryl? No. No, it's from 1985. I pulled it up so I could get some more information on it here. Uh, But it's about a kid, a young kid, who he thinks he's a 10-year-old boy, but he's actually a military-created robot. Oh, that's awful. It's pretty great. I like AI so much better. Um, The IMDb uh, uh, summary is, A seemingly normal young boy turns out to be a top-secret military-created robot with superhuman abilities. Yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah, mine's better. 
<laughs> well, while we're talking Pinocchio adaptations, I'll, I'll yeah. go with one of, one of my favorite, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Nice. Um, you could debate that he's not a robot, but there is a scene when it's showing his creator, Vincent Price's uh, sketchbook, and it shows him going from one of the cookie-making robots all the way through to, uh, to what the Edward Scissorhands that we know at the end. Um, so he does eat in one scene, but he vomits it back up. Yeah. And, uh... Well, the act of eating doesn't disqualify you. Like, Data eats. He doesn't he have human stuff. parts. If you notice, so. uh, with the hands that they made for him, he, he cuts them up, and it doesn't, it's not like flesh. He does bleed, so I guess he may have skin, but, so he's no, no more of a, or less of a robot than a Terminator, I guess, at that point. But, okay. Um... Interesting. Every, everything yeah. you see, like that one sketchbook scene, pretty much shows that he's a uh, he's a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a that's a great Pinocchio type movie. He wants to be real and wants to develop and have all these real things, but his hands keep him from doing it. And obviously, we've talked about this movie a lot, but Tim Burton. Such a great it's one of his iconic movies. Everything in the movie is beautiful and tells a story beyond the story. Um, so yeah, Edward Scissorhands. That's really cool. I do want to point out real quick in chat, Doc Rev remembers Daryl. It's not just me. <laughs> you were able to find it. We didn't think you were like no, trying I just, to but, Mandela affect us. No, no. It. I just like that somebody actually knows what I'm talking about. Like, it's great. All right, so two people saw the movie. That's cool. <laughs> I'm sure the people in it saw it. All right, right? all right, all right. Yeah, there's probably a part. screening. <laughs> I will skip you if you don't go. All right, I'll go. Um, so next, I'm just going to get him out of the way now, and that is... Data from Star Trek. Yeah. So Data, of course, is an android um, in Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, and the four films. He's got a couple of brothers who are also androids and all that good stuff. So, How does an android have a brother? The person who made him made him others, and the, he calls them brothers. So if he is created, if, a, if an android is created in a factory... That every single android that comes out of that factory is a brother. They I mean, identify theoretically, it Star Trek it's an arc that that is his brother. So that's very important to the character of Data. So Data's iconic, you know. And Brett Spiner did a fantastic job uh, portraying a non-humanoid. Uh, well, I guess he is a humanoid, excuse me, a non-human. Uh, I, I've said this multiple times, there are two actors in the history of Trek that changed up their entire mannerisms to be not human, and it's Brent Spiner and Doug Jones, and every other alien still walks and talks and acts and moves like a human, because they're not as good of actors. <laughs> I mean, for the most part. <laughs> it's a little tough when you're gonna like you're being signed on to do one episode and you got the script today and you have to learn your part, you know, kind of thing. I, I was but, more going for like the aliens that are involved. Like, what's Ethan Phillips' uh, excuse? He's uh, never seen a human before ever. Yeah, like, he true. has no excuse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Neelix, yeah. So Data, I mean, yeah, yeah. Data's great. Data's yeah. easy. Yeah, Data's good. I mean, I don't have anything to say about him beyond what you... I mean, obviously, you know significantly more about him than, than I do. But from what I remember from watching the, the show, he was great. And, he has and a positronic brain. In the movies. So, yeah. I'm going to talk about some money. I remember his he's, emotion chip. Yeah. He does get an emotion chip. That was weird. Which is yeah, fun. That was very weird. It's very fun. Very fun. I'm going to talk about Bender from Futurama. Because he is just so great. <laughs> I, I mean, what can you say about him? He's a sarcastic and uh, 
alcoholic who has this, you know, soft spot for these meat bags. <laughs> he does. He lo- yeah. He does love those meat bags. He does. But he still wants to kill all humans. Just Except for Fry. No, the only one. He'd leave Fry alone. Yeah. <laughs> he'd yeah. kill him and then he'd be very sorry. <laughs> no, Be- Bender is one of my favorite cartoon characters of all time, yes. let alone robots. John um, DiMaggio did a great job. He did. He did. He's just such a, a wide range of emotions and thoughts. And because it's a cartoon, he can do lots of ridiculous things, like take his body apart and they can build itself back together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, there's the one where he becomes like super intelligent. Well, He's overclocking himself. And... Futurama has some really great robots. So, you know, my, my favorite one is actually Hedonism Bot. <laughs> I really want to have somebody spread chocolate sauce on me. <laughs> Just saying. But there's also the robot devil. I love the robot the devil. The robot devil. The the devil's hands are idle playthings is my favorite episode of Futurama all time. And it's it's he like they're such good characters. All of them are, and they all get their their development. Calculon's hilarious. He <laughs> <laughs> there are two Characters that uh, make fun of William Shatner and Calculon's <laughs> one of them. Yes, definitely. The other one true. is that brand again. If I have any criticism of Futurama, it's that the robot devil did not get to sing enough. I wanted more musical <laughs> That's numbers. That's the only criticism. That's my oh one my criticism of Futurama. More right. more musical more numbers singing. from the robot devil. Jordan, it's your turn. And it ended. That's the only one that That's fair. It should never have ended. Um, I'm going to go more recent. I'm going to go with Ultron. Okay. We haven't hit up comic books yet. This is good. Well, is there a movie, so... Yeah, so yeah. I'm going yeah. to throw was, it in there. That's where she, I would, I yeah. think she meant, like, comic book movies. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, well, there hasn't been that much. I mean, I, I guess in our recent comic book movies, there hasn't been that much. If we got around to it, I was going to talk Red Tornado, because... I did think about Red Tornado, but... He had brothers and a sister. That's true. Ultron was just the one most recently I could think of, and just... Fresh in the memory of, like you said, we were always talking about comic books. Ultron. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm with you. Ultron's incredibly cool. So we've talked about like sidekicks and people that service the story so that our hero goes on. This guy's a straight up villain, though. Mm-hmm. He is a bad dude. He wants to kill all humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, James Spader voiced him pretty well. I know you really liked the performance out of Spader. Yeah, there's a lot, like a lot of controversy around that. The comic book purists were like, "This is not the way he should sound. He shouldn't be jokey. He shouldn't be doing all this stuff." But I thought James Spader was great, so I don't. Well, he was sadistic, yeah. and you believed him as a bad guy for sure. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think there's a lot of criticisms you could have on the movie as a whole, but I thought he did a great job. Vader was great. I thought he pulled it off really nicely, especially for a guy who, let's face it, it's not like he's a voice actor. It's not like he does mocap or anything like no, that. No, he he's was in the middle any... of his own show at the time yeah. called Blacklist. No, that show mm-hmm. has since ended, but he was a scary dude on that too. So, And before that, it was Boston Legal. Like, he's always played fairly grounded characters, mm-hmm. you know, so this, I think, would have been a bit of a stretch for him, and I thought he did a really good job. And Ultron, yeah, Ultron throughout the history of Ultron has just been frightening and yeah. a great character. Well done. Ryan. I'm going to go with Mega Man. He had a cartoon series in 94 and 95. Nice. And he has a new cartoon series coming out supposedly this year. New game. 
in a new game. Yeah. yeah. Looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was a video, like, it was the video game that I yeah. fell in love with, but, I mean, the cartoon was average for the 90s. Most like, video like, game cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most cartoons in the 90s, they were just throwing things at the wall and hoping something would stay there. And, and they all work. did. Like, every cartoon in the 90s had more than one season because kids would just play it themselves. Yeah, and I mean, you can ask any kid what their favorite cartoon was, and some of them are going to say, like, Toxic Crusader or Avenger, yeah. whichever one was the cartoon. Or some kids are going to say Darkwing Duck. Or, you know, there's so many different, like... Uh, Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of random shows that were like that, but that people Captain love. Bucky Sonic the Hedgehog was a cartoon. That it was. I think. I mean, Tailspin. Uh, Tailspin, yeah. Nice. Uh, but but Mega Man is. Uh, a lot of people think it's a kid in a suit, but it's actually he's actually completely a robot. Yes. He was created to be the assistant to the person that created him, but uh, the human assistant reprogrammed a bunch of the good creators' robots to be more machine basic war machines. With weird animal names most of the time, and uh, Mega Man volunteered to become a machine of battle, a uh, you know fighting robot to defeat all these other robots that were created that were uh, reprogrammed, and so uh, it was a cool story. You know, a lot of robots you know out there don't get to volunteer for their function. It's true. Um, so that's an interesting thing. And if you just played the video games, you may not have really understood the depth of some of that. But um, yeah, it's it. The video games are great. The cartoon, not so much. But hopefully the new one's good. Uh, and the character's cool. Yeah. So yeah. The awesome. definitely He's cool. always been cool looking. And when he got, Mega Man X came out, the second generation of, of the Mega Man character, and he had the sharper looking anime, more anime armor, and, uh, you know, the game was a little bit more easy for people that aren't quite as hardcore. Those were difficult platforms. The original ones games. were very tough. They were Mega Man X was the first one that was more approachable, I feel like, and that almost anybody can beat those games. But Mega Man X was a lot more like a Mario platformer than the old yeah. Mega Man games were. The old Mega Man games, I feel like, like games like like Cuphead or Celeste are a lot more like the old and Castlevania. Yeah, and some of those. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so next up for me, then I am going to go with. The robot from Lost in Space. So, old TV show, of course. Um, it's being remade now on Netflix in April. Remade. There was a 1998 Matt film. LeBlanc. Sorry, Matt LeBlanc, Heather Graham, and John Hurt. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm talking about more of the, the original one. Um, for those who um, have seen, haven't seen that, it was an old black and white TV show. Um, not really... A, not much more recent than Forbidden Planet, actually. Um, and um, he was an assistant for the family to kind of help them around on the planet. Well, not really where they ended up, but they, he was supposed to be their assistant, and he was always protecting the kid, Will Robinson. And that's kind of the famous line, Danger, Danger Will Robinson. I've got the toy here for anybody that who's watching. That line is more famous than the show. Yeah. The line is more famous than the show. That's true. And uh, in the remake, in the movie reboot, um, they changed him pretty drastically, but it was a pretty cool design and they had some cool cool features in there that I, I really enjoyed. And the new show seems to be taking it in a very different direction. So I'll be curious to see what they do there. But one of the early robots, um, especially for TV at a time where something like that would have been pretty expensive to pull off. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I'm going to go with something a bit more modern. And I'm going to talk about Baymax from Big Hero 6. He was on my list. I was hoping someone would bring him up. Yeah. So, 
unfortunately, that movie did not perform as well as it should. I thought it was a very uh, intriguing story, had a lot of human interest to it, but my favorite character was Baymax, and he was created by the main character's older brother, who passes away in a fire, and it's incredibly sad, but the character is there is not just a physical caretaker, but an emotional one as well. And he ends up being like the fan favorite because, well, first of all, he's just very approachable. He's big and giant and fluffy and totally Yeah, he's just like an airbag, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he is, yeah. And, you know, then he's there for emotional support and his monologues are actually very helpful, even though he really is just supposed to be like a check-in nurse's station and he tends he's just so much more so Baymax was a great character an underrated film and I say that because it still performs very admirably at the box office it's just it was incredibly overshadowed by both Frozen and now Moana and people forget how good it was but I didn't actually watch it in theaters I caught it on tv later on Mm -hmm. um and yeah, it's it was surprised me with how good it was and and heartwarming. I mean, almost all of these robots we've talked about seem to have some level of self sacrifice. Uh, apparently, that's the theme for robots in general. But a lot of the time. Um, Baymax does you know sacrifice himself and and uh, it's yeah, it was it, like you said the inflatable robot. It's not something you see very often. It's mostly mm-hmm. just like metal, you know, stuff. But this is just like an air pump and you know, uh, some lights and and a voice. But the thing with the brother, you know, the brother is the one that programmed him and did all these things. So it's this kid's connection to his, his brother that passed away. And so, you know, if you have brothers or people that you care about, like a brother then that thinking about that is, uh, incredibly emotional. And, uh, I thought it was an interesting concept for sure. Yeah. Baymax is a great character. And, and Mm -hmm. I definitely, I was hoping that they would do a sequel to that movie. They're doing um, a TV show. Are they? So... Yeah, well, probably won't be as good, but... No. No, it's not. We can pray, though. We can try. All right, so let's do one more round. All right. Jordan. I'll go for... Um, not too recent, but recent enough. I'll go with Wally. That's so great. On my list. Yeah. It'd have to be on the list. It's, it's just a cute little character. The last garbage man on Earth. <laughs> and brings humanity back to... Earth after so long, protecting one little shoe with a plant in it. And he had to throw Eve in there too, you know, trying to keep... They go together. Yeah, it's a package deal. Just one of the... Pretty much most of my robots are just feel-good movie ones, you know. But uh, that's another one that just you're just so happy with. He's so cute when he's doing what he does, you know. Half the time he's messing up, but somehow it works out just the way it needs to at the end. Yeah. Pixar managed to create a love story, but also a huge indictment about us as humans. Our, our, you know, it pointed out our flaws, but also the greatest parts about us. You know, we never stop caring. We may be large, lazy trash makers, but we're also very caring and we want to protect these. Like the two humans that you follow a little bit, you know, they, they save all those children and uh, it's all because of Wally and E. They make a great team, and it, it's one of my favorite love stories. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. I've talked about it a lot on here, and it's just because of how innovative and personal it is. Yeah, it's a beautiful film. 
right? And you've got a movie where the main prota- protagonist can't really even talk. For the first few 30 words. minutes, there's no dialogue. It's 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 an impressive feat, especially for a children's movie, mm-hmm. which Pixar, at the end of the day, they are kids' movies, even though we enjoy them quite a bit. So, good pick. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to go with one that probably nobody else at the table would know. Um, but, uh, um, Ada from season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, oh, cool. Was a life model decoy. Um, the first one in the MCU, really. Um, and that was, that season and that arc was probably the, one of the best seasons and arcs of any TV show I've seen. It was, it was amazing. They had, you got to see the life model decoy and find out that, uh, it was created based off of the wife of someone that, uh, that left and he was still in love with her. And there's like a whole arc you can probably imagine involving that, but you got to see the wife versus the life model decoy and the actress was amazing. <laughs> the, like subtle nuances that made you, you know, tell the difference between the human and the, the robot. Um, it was just really, really well done. Um, and very scary. Uh, she was just, you know, a not not a scary looking woman in general, uh, but the character became really scary. Um, so yeah, uh, that one for me was definitely one of my top. Uh, she was great. I love that. Awesome. Nice. So for my last one, I'm going more historical than a personal favorite, but I think it's too important not to mention on the list mm-hmm. since it's my last one, and that's Futura from Metropolis. Uh, Metropolis is an old movie, uh, 1929, and uh, is largely believed to be the very first science fiction film ever made, and includes what is believed to be the first robot in a movie, um, and the basis for C-3PO later on. And um, It's a bit of a weird film, and kind of incomplete, since a lot of it's been lost over the years. It is not an American film, and uh, it's still just very important. It's looked back on in the industry as the beginning of science fiction for, for movies. Awesome. So it's one I did not want to skip over. Oh, that's a great pick. It's at the end of the day, we're a film podcast, and we're all film geeks. We love film history, so it's important to recognize your roots. Yeah, if you're a sci-fi fan and you have not seen Metropolis, I think everyone should watch it once. I'm not saying you have to fall in love with it or anything, but historically, it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. So. Ray, your last one. All right, so my last one is also kind of historic, but it's more comic book, which is just my field. Um, And that's Metallo. Mm -hmm. So Metallo is one of Superman's greatest villains, and he's also one that can come back over and over again. So, you know, you defeat Darkseid, you defeat Brainiac, they're dead until, you know, the next writer comes along, whatever. But there's always a huge retcon that has to take place to bring them back. Whereas Metallo, you know, just rebuilds. And uh, he usually houses kryptonite. He's very scary. He's incredibly um, intimidating just as a villain. I love seeing him in all of his different adaptations. I really wanted to see Man of Steel take him on uh, instead of Zod again since Terrence Stamp did such a great job. And Michael Shannon was great if you like someone constantly yelling at you. <laughs> he was uh, in Smallville. He was he, one of the best villains. He was. was. Metallo was. Really weird looking with yeah. prosthetics and stuff. But, yeah. but it was, for a CW show they were great. And it, he, was, he was probably yeah. one of the better villains in the later seasons. So. 
I agree. Metal is just really cool. And he's Derek's very... never gotten that far in that show. But... No, but I've seen I've seen bits and pieces from the second half of the series, so like I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've seen a, a small chunk of Smallville here and there. Like <laughs> I I know about the hoodie Justice League. Gotcha. The, look, the show got a little long in the tooth for me. It wasn't any of the actors' faults, in my opinion. It was more of just... Um, that I'm, Black Canary design needs to go. Like, yeah. I just needed the show to move along. I needed it to move along. Yeah, that it was, was a ten-season... Ten. It was a ten-season ten show that probably should have been, like, six or seven. Yeah. But... Whatever. They could have combined a lot. But, you know, is my last pick. I feel like it's not the greatest thing we could have ended the show on, but it's not the worst. Well, you know, a chat, for example, brought up uh, Sonny from iRobot, who was also played by Alan Tudyk, yes. and was on my list as well, but we ran out of time. So. I have, on my list left, I have uh, Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. Oh, <laughs> such a great pick! Vision. Small Soldiers. Vision. Yeah, um, I, Vision. I had Agent Smith from Matrix, which is debatable, kind of, because he's like, he's more of a pro robot, he's a robot but within a robot, I, mean, I don't know. The you Matrix can... is like robots. Robotception. I don't know. You can yeah. count the Sentinel. And I had uh, DJ Roomba also. <laughs> DJ Roomba. <laughs> um, I had I did have Sunny on my list. I had Beta from the Last Starfighter. Okay. Um, which is the uh, the android that replaces him when he's away. Um, I also had Bishop from Aliens and Alien Three. Um, and uh, for some friends over in the UK, I made sure to add Jet Jaguar to my list. Um, he was a robot that fought Godzilla and uh, Megalo- uh, Mega Aww. Megalon. Um, That's really reaching. That's yeah. very nice of you. Yeah. Well, you know, they wanted me to have it on the list. They did. Long walk for a so small drink of water. Now I will, I will. I will say this. This was on my list, but I wasn't sure if it counted. Replicants from Blade Runner. Are they robots? Well, they eat food and they produce bibbs. So I'm going to say they're not. Right. Right? Okay. I'm with you on that. They're okay. better human. Let's face okay. it. Okay. Okay. I just want to be sure that we're all on the same page. I am wearing my replicant shirt. Here's the thing. But... I wouldn't have said that had I not seen all five cuts of the film <laughs> and the sequel. You thought, you've been... never seen the workshop cut, all right? Not with you. I've been cheating on you with Blade Runner cuts. Oh, he's that, that really hurts. That would hurt him almost as much as actually. I asked her to watch all of them with me before 2049. She's like, I don't want to do that. You do it in a row. Because one of them is like seven hours long. That's not true. The no, workshop really. cut is like three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie already feels super long without, like, it any does. of the cuts feel super long. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah it's, it's long. Alright guys, that wraps up the best robots, best droids, best androids. Uh, tell us, of course, your favorites in the comments below. If you don't already follow us on all of our platforms, you should. We are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, at Heroes Podcasts. And Vero. We are on Vero. That, that one's wishy-washy at the moment. I'm waiting to understand a little bit more about the legalese there. Well, we are on so. Patreon. So, of course, you can support us there. Bless if you don't want a subscription service, you can support us on Coffee. Just ko-fi.com slash Heroes Podcast. Is it pronounced Kofefe? <laughs> it is, yes. We are at Heroes Podcast pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. Um, especially here on Twitch, where some lovely people joined us live tonight. Thank you very much for that chat. We, do we this. appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We very much appreciate it. It starts a lot of conversation. It's really fun for, for me for sure. Um, we do this live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. 
uh, twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. We're going to be reviewing a ton of movies over the next three For months. For the next, like, five weeks, we are no. reviewing, four weeks, we are reviewing films, and we hope you go out and see them. We'll do our short movie takes when we get out of the theater, and we'll we'll do our long episodes. So next week, we're reviewing A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. And a first-time guest, John Holloway, I'm calling you out so you don't bail on us. <laughs> I don't know if he listens yeah, he to the show. Work. I don't think he watches so, the show. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's, um, it's happened. It's, okay. it's the happenings. It's the happenings. All right. Well, yeah. So, and also, uh, real quick, Gamer Heroes, our video game podcast, is starting up live streaming on Twitch tomorrow night, every other Wednesday. Ryan will be joining myself and John, my yes, co-host. That's so great. Are you coming over to play? No, we're doing this online. We're oh, going to be playing. Sad. No, I'm not going to come over like three nights in a row to see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna, maybe to see Luna, but uh, <laughs> we're going to be streaming some Overwatch nice. this time. So, uh, the game will be different probably every week. So. I'm sure Rachel will be watching, so get in chat and chat with her while we're playing. I'm sure that's that a thing. Bros. We'll we'll see how that works. It's, bros. it's our we'll big it. our big test run. So yeah, if you like Overwatch, if you want to just listen to us BS for like an hour or so, come come join us. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I know that was long winded. We'll catch you all next week with a review of A Wrinkle in Time. We love you and your faces. Bye everybody. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.